The Silver Bullet Podcast with your host, CUPW shop steward and letter carrier, Pirate Jim. My daddy was a miner and I'm a miner's son. And I'll stick with the union till every battle's won. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? Article 44, The Entitlements and Working Conditions of Temporary Employees, Part 1. Temporary Employees in Group 1 and Group 2. 44.01, Seniority. So the seniority of a temporary employee shall be determined by the length of employment since the first date of hire in the bargaining unit, provided there has been no final termination of employment. 44.02, Accumulation of seniority. The seniority of a temporary employee accumulates without interruption until such time as it is lost in accordance with the provisions of this article. 44.03. Different system. The seniority system for temporary employees shall be separate from the system for regular employees, and such seniority can only be used for the purpose of this article. Oh, here we go. Call-in lists. <coughs> the number of call-in lists that govern the allocation of work assignments among temporary employees shall not be changed without prior consultation with the union local or the local union. The provisions of this clause, the provisions of this clause shall not apply to changes contemplated under clause 44.08. All right, 44.05, number of call-in lists. The number of call-in lists within each post office shall be sufficiently limited to promote as much as possible the creation of full-time regular employment while taking into account operational and administrative requirements. So we need to have, let's try and get these people working here more permanently, right? That's kind of um, the idea, in my opinion. 44.06, the probation period, yes, and that's actually part of here, 44.06, so you have uh, 480 hours, right, there shall be a probationary period for all temporary workers starting on the first day of work and ending once they have worked 480 hours, B, 44.06B, during the probationary period, the employer may end a temporary employee's employment if it deems that the employee does not meet the requirements of the job. The decision of the corporation shall be final unless it is grieved that it was made without just cause. And that's another big thing. In any arbitration relating to such a grievance, the burden of proof shall rest with the corporation. Upon completion of the probationary period, the seniority date of the temporary employee, as defined in Clause 44.01, seniority, shall be confirmed. 44.07, placement on the call-in lists. Each temporary employee shall have his or her name placed on a call-in list in order of seniority. 44.08, posting of lists. A copy of the call-in lists shall be posted in the postal installations concerned and a copy shall be provided to the union local every six months. 
if within the six-month period names of employees, temporary employees are added to or removed from the lists, a copy of those pages containing those changes shall be sent to the union local. 44.09. New list. Should a new list be established, existing temporary employees within the post office who have expressed an interest in writing shall be placed on that list in order of seniority, subject to operational requirements. 44.10, Movement from one list to another. Uh, where additional employees are required on a list in a post office, the corporation will automatically move to the list the names of the temporary employee employees who have applied in writing to have their names placed on such list. It is understood that when the number of temporary employees have applied is higher than the actual need, the selection will be determined by seniority. The temporary employees who are moved from one list to another shall keep the seniority already accumulated. Such employees are required to remain on the new list for a period of 12, 1, 2 months prior to being allowed to move to another list. 44.11 Availability and Termination of Employment 44.11a The employment of a temporary employee may be terminated by the corporation when the employee has not worked for any reason during a period of 12 continuous months, excluding the period from December 1st to December 24th inclusive. Following a review of its operational requirements, should the corporation decide to partially exercise its rights in this regard, the identification of the employees who will be terminated will be by reverse order of seniority. The employment, oh, this is now B, the employment of a temporary employee shall be terminated when the employee has not demonstrated reasonable availability in the acceptance of work assignments during any six consecutive months. Paragraphs 4411A and B do not apply with respect to any period during which an employee is disabled, on maternity, parental, adoption, or union leave without pay, provided, however, that prior written notice has been given to the corporation. 44.12 Allocation of work assignments of less than 20 days. A. The corporation shall offer work assignments of less than 20 days in Group 1 and Group 2 in order of seniority to those unassigned temporary employees whose names appear on the appropriate call-in list. The temporary employees must have the required qualifications where applicable. Should the employee not have the required qualifications, the corporation shall offer the work to the next unassigned qualified employee on the list. B. Should there not be sufficient work available for all temporary employees performing Group 1 duties who are present at work in the applicable postal installation on a given day, the corporation may relieve employees from work early, and in such case it will do so by reverse order of seniority. 44.13 Allocation of work assignments of 20 to 0 days or more. Provided he or she is fully qualified and trained to perform all relevant duties, a temporary employee may exercise his or her 
her seniority to obtain an assignment or to transfer to another assignment within the appropriate call-in list. Where the assignment is for a known period of 20 days or more, and where the corporation would have called in another temporary employee to cover such an assignment. In the latter case, the remainder of the assignment from which he or she has transferred may be performed by the most senior unassigned temporary employee on the appropriate call-in list. 44.14 Five-day work week A. A temporary employee shall not work more than five days in a week. Sunday to Saturday, bearing exceptional circumstances, bearing, barring exceptional circumstances. B, the corporation shall comply with clause in the allocation of work assignments to temporary employees. However, a temporary employee may still exercise his or her seniority to obtain an assignment or to transfer to another assignment in accordance with clause 44.13. But such assignment will only commence for this employee at the beginning of the following week. C. When a temporary employee works more than five days in the same week, he or she shall be paid at the rate of double or two times for all hours worked on the sixth and seventh days of that week. 44.15 Bumping Rights a temporary employee who has been assigned to cover a regular position shall be permitted, subject to qualification and upon completion of such assignment, to bump the most junior assigned employee within the appropriate call list. 44.16 National Agreement The parties at the national level may agree to adopt call-in and bumping procedures to complement those provided for in this article. 44.17 Provisions of the Collective Agreement Applicable to Temporary Employees The following provisions of the Collective Agreement apply to all temporary employees as applicable to the work being performed. Articles 1, 2, 3, 4, excluding Clause 4.07, 5, 6, including Paragraph 6.03c, 7, 8, 9, Clauses, oh my goodness, I'm not going to go down this list. There's a lot of them. <laughs> anyway, it goes down to, uh, and then Article 10, excluding Clause 10.10, .10, shall apply to temporary employees who have completed the probationary peri period set out in Clause 44.06. All of these articles on page 324 and the top of 325 they all apply to temporary workers, right? The following provisions of the collective agreement apply to all temporary workers as applicable to the work being performed. So if you want to go and find out what exactly applies to you as a term, uh, as a term or a temporary worker, uh, all these articles there apply to you if you want to go through all of the contract and go through all of the articles that apply to you. Anyway, of course, and 44 here. 44.18 rate of pay. The rate of pay for all temporary employees shall be the minimum hourly rate set out in Appendix A for the work being performed. So make sure when you go to Appendix A, you realize that's for you. Notwithstanding the above, effective January 1st, 2019, and 
every year thereafter, when a temporary employee reaches 1,000 hours worked in the fiscal current fiscal year, the employee will progress to the next pay increment in Appendix A. The increment will take effect on the following full pay period. For greater clarity, there shall be no retroactivity. 44.19 Paid Holidays A. Uh-oh. All temporary employees will be entitled to receive payment for a holiday specified in Clause 18.01 on which they do not work. Such payment will be calculated on the basis of 1 20th of the regular wages earned during the two complete pay periods immediately preceding the holiday. Ta-da! B. When a temporary employee works on a holiday specified in Clause 18.01, he or she will be paid for all hours worked at two times his or her regular straight time rate, in addition to the pay specified in paragraph 44.19a, which is the one we just read. C. When a temporary employee works on a holiday specified in Clause 18.01, he or she will be entitled to paid meal and rest periods in accordance with Clause 18.09. Maternity, Parental, and Adoption Leave Without Pay Temporary employees with six months of continuous service will be entitled to take maternity, parental, and adoption leave without pay for the period specified in clauses 23.01, 23.05, and 23.06, respectively. 44.21. Leave with pay for arbitration. The corporation shall grant leave with pay to a temporary employee for the period of time he or she attends an arbitration hearing of his or her grievance provided such employee would have been required to work during the period of time that the arbitration hearing occurred. 44.22. Bereavement Leave Temporary employees are entitled to bereavement leave in accordance with Clause 21.02. The payment for each eligible day of the leave will be calculated on the basis of 1 20th of the regular wages earned during the two complete pay periods immediately preceding the leave. 44.23 Vacation Leave A. I don't know why it says A because there's only there's only one here but anyway. Temporary employees shall receive vacation leave pay equal to 6% of the total of his or her previous vacation year's earnings extending from April 1st to March 31st. Such an employee shall receive his or her vacation pay prior to the last Friday of June of each year. 44.24 Supplement Temporary employees will receive a supplement of 4% of their basic hourly rate of pay, inlay of insurance plans, and paid leaves to which they are not entitled to by virtue of the present article. This supplement will be added to the regular pay of temporary employee. 44.25 Training A. 
The corporation will determine the training requirements and will arrange sufficient and adequate training, where required, for any newly hired temporary employee or any temporary employee who is assigned to duties requiring new knowledge. B. Where the corporation determines that there exists a shortage of trained em temporary employees for a certain type of work, and where such shortage results in a decision to offer training, such training shall be offered by seniority to temporary employees whose names appear on the call list governing the allocation of that type of work. 44.26. Filling a vacant regular position. A. Commencing February 1, 2004, where the provisions of Clause 13.09 have been complied with and a vacant position in Group 1 or 2 remains, it shall be filled on the basis of seniority by temporary employee who has applied for such classification and post office provided he or she possesses the basic skills and requirements for work in the group in which the vacant position exists. B. It is understood that temporary employees who may apply for work in classification and post office must be uh, I on a call-in list from that post office or II on a call list of a different post office within the same location where such location has separate post offices for group one and two temporary employees or III on a call list within the MAPP in Montreal or Toronto. C. It shall be the responsibility of any temporary employee wishing to obtain regular employment to file and maintain current uh, and maintain current an application indicating his or her desire to fill a vacant position, which may occur in the future in a given classification and in a post office, allowed by Clause 44.26b. D. The provisions of Clause 13.07, 1311, and 1313 shall apply, adapted as may be necessary, when the corporation fills vacant positions using applications from temporary employees. E. In the application of Clause 13.07, the employee appointed to the regular position who does not acquire the specific knowledge with respect to his or her assignment shall revert to being a temporary employee. The name of such employee shall be placed back on his or her formal, former call-in list with the same seniority he or she possessed prior to his or her appointment. 44.27 Uniform entitlement. A temporary employee who obtained a seniority date on or before the signing of the collective agreement shall be entitled to receive an initial issue of clothing as spe specified in Clause 34.01. Once a temporary employee who is not entitled to an uh, initial issue of clothing has completed the probationary period set out in Clause 44.06, that temporary employee shall thereafter, upon written request by the employee, be entitled to receive an initial issue of clothing as specified in Clause 34.01. Such clothing shall be supplied as soon as possible, but not later than 35 days following the employee's written request. Clause 34.09 and 34.10 shall then apply with respect to clothing received by such employee, temporary employees 
Replacements will be issued on an exchange basis when the garment becomes unserviceable through normal duty wear. 44.28 Boot and Glove Allowance. Temporary employees who are working in the classifications of letter carrier, mail service courier, mail service courier heavy vehicle, mail handler, and mail dispatcher shall receive a 13 cents per hour differential as a boot and glove allowance. 44.29 Protective Clothing. Temporary employees who are not entitled to receive an initial issue of uniforms and protective clothing shall have access to aprons, rain capes, rain suits, yellow rain suits, ooh, we have rain suits, huh. quilted jackets and or insulated jackets as applicable to the work being performed, which will be maintained on a pool basis. These articles must be returned by the employee to the pool at the end of his or her shift. Temporary employees who are required to work in designated protective footwear areas and who are not uh, in receipt of 13 cents per hour differential as a boot and glove allowance shall receive a 12 cents per hour differential as protective footwear. Uh, 44.30 temporary employees during the Christmas period between November 5th and Jan uh, November 5th between November 15th and January 15th. The corporation may use temporary employees hired for the sole purpose of fulfilling Christmas period requirements following the application of clauses 39.05, 44.12, and 44.13. The employees hired for the Christmas period shall only be entitled to the provisions listed in clause 44.17 and 44.18, excluding all other provisions of Article 44. Furthermore, such employees shall not be entitled, this is, shall not be entitled to accumulate seniority as set out in Clause 44.01 or continuous service as sent out in Clause 11.01. An employee terminated under Clause 44.11a who worked during the exclusion period will be considered for employment under Clause 44.30, the following Christmas period on a priority basis. 44.31, Union Rights. A, a temporary employee hired after the signing of this agreement shall, as a condition of employment, become a member of the union at the time of hiring, or as soon as possible, in accordance with paragraph 44.31c. B, the corporation will not be obliged to terminate any temporary employee whose temp membership rights have been revoked by the union. C. During the first week of work of new temporary employees, the steward or his or her alternate shall be allowed, during the hours of work, a period of 15 minutes to confer with them. Part 2. Temporary Employees in Group 3. 44.32, the use of temporary employees in Group 3. A, the corporation may fill a temporary vacant assignment by a temporary employee hired for a specific period of less than six months duration after having offered, on the basis of seniority, the temporarily vacant assignment to regular employees within the same section and classification. If the original temporary vacant assignment is filled by a regular employee within the same section and classification, the temporary employee may fill the resulting temporary vacate, vacant assignment. B. 
If the duration of the temporary vacancy is to exceed 12 months, the corporation shall consult the union on the reasons for the extension beyond this period. 44.33 Working conditions of temporary employees in Group 3 Temporary employees will be covered by all provisions of this collective agreement as they apply to Group 3, except the following clauses. So those are the ones that are exception to you. 44.34. Offer of employment for vacant regular position. Where the provisions of Clause 13.09 have been complied with and a position in Group 3 remains vacant, it shall be offered by seniority to qualified temporary employees of that group within the post office. All right, we got through Article 44 for terms for temporary workers. Yay! Strong. 